Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our series in the book of 2 Timothy. And as we're continuing our series in the book of 2 Timothy, we come, of course, to chapter 2, continuing there. And we come to verses 19 through 21. And I apologize for the last couple days not having Shouts of Grace. Uh, I unfortunately got a little bit of a cold and my voice was not where it ought to have been. Uh, and with a sore throat, I knew that pushing it would not be well. And I've got to preach here this Sunday. And so as much as I love this ministry, preaching is my main ministry. And so try to protect my voice for that if I can. But let's go ahead and let's get into 2 Timothy chapter 2. And it says this, you, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You, therefore, must endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, of the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer as, a tr as an evildoer, suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endured, we will also reign with him. And if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of its hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings. For they will increase to more ungodliness, and the message will spread like cancer. Hymenius and Philetus are of the sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, and humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God will perhaps grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. All right, so we're coming here to verses 19 through 21 here this morning, and it says this, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. 
Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. We see here, it starts off and it talks about that the foundation of God, the foundation of God and it stands. And, and we know that there is a sure, solid foundation that comes with God. This isn't a, a faulty foundation that we believe in as Christians. It is a sure foundation and it stands and it has a seal. It's sealed with this truth. These, and it's a two-part truth here. And, and this truth or these two truths, depending on how you want to look at that, are foundational. They're foundational. And this is this is really important to understand, especially we just got done looking at um, these these faithful uh, statements um, of, you know, we, we look at this this here. Uh, if we deny him, he will deny us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful. If we endure, we shall reign with him. Uh, if we died with him, we shall live with him. And it goes and it talks about then Hymenius and Philetus and the, the, the doctrinal cancer that they have. So it's it's talking about this idea of there, there are going to be some who are saved. There are going to be some who aren't saved. There, there are these who, who live their life in a right way. Uh, and they will reign and get rewards with Christ. And there are those who are going to live their life in a way that is an enemy of the cross of Christ. And then we come to this foundation in this truth that we need to understand. And there's two things that are stamped on this. And one of it is God's part and one of it is our part. The first one here is the Lord knows who are his. The Lord knows who are his. So, so what he's getting at here is, is though he's he's pretty much saying here that Hymenius and Philetus are, are not saved. That's I think that's pretty safe to say that he's going out there and saying that. He understands that there there will be some debate about this, especially because the people know Philetus, that they know Hymenius and Philetus. They know these two men, and they're going to have different opinions. They're going to have some people who 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 are friends with these, and then of course there are all those who they overthrew the faith of and 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 whatnot. And there are going to be some who who maybe try to argue, saying that you know they're saved or they're not saved. They're just backslidden things like that. And the Apostle Paul comes and he brings this foundational truth. Well, it's not wrong to go out and make a statement that, that somebody's not saved. He's going and saying, look, it's really not our part to go and to, and, and to argue about this all day and to go and to get into some silly dispute. We need to be focused on the main things of actually going and accomplishing things for Christ, being a vessel of honor in doing these things. Now, this doesn't mean that there shouldn't be be judgment. This doesn't mean that there shouldn't be fruit inspection. This doesn't mean that there shouldn't be those things. That's not what I'm getting at here. What I'm saying is, is that you shouldn't go and, and use all of your time arguing over whether somebody's saved or not. Say, say your piece and move on and do something for Christ. And this is what the Apostle Paul is saying. He's saying, look, the Lord knows who are his. And then he says this. There's another side to that coin, too. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Depart from iniquity. Revolt from iniquity. Revolt there from sin. That's what he's going and saying. Look, there, there is fruit. There is fruit. There is fruit that we should go and and see and know and and be able to inspect. But we shouldn't sit here and argue about this stuff all the time. And we need to understand that that though you might say one thing about this person, that person might say a different thing about this. Ultimately, here God knows, 
And the question is, is um, are, are they departing from iniquity? Are you departing from iniquity? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And this is how we know this, because then he goes and he says, but in a great house, there are not only uh, vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay and some for honor and some for dishonor. The apostle Paul understands that there are going to be those who, who, who make it to heaven by the skin of their teeth. They make it there to heaven, but it's it's not that they necessarily lived a, a life of godliness. It's not necessarily that, that they uh, lived a, a life and had a, a pure doctrine, but they ended up going and and just making it by the skin of their teeth. And then there are going to be those who, who they, they are going to be worthy of honor, and they're going to be uh, vessels of gold and silver and precious things. The Apostle Paul goes and he recognizes that there are going to be these. But then he comes and he says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself of the latter, what's that latter? It's talking about there. It's talking about those two things that he brought up. The Lord knows who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. He's talking about cleansing himself from iniquity, cleanses himself from the latter. He will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. He goes and he he lays to bed this idea, though it's it's possible there will be people who, who get to heaven by the skin of their teeth. Maybe it's on their deathbed that they uh, they lived a life of, in, uh, of, of iniquity and sin, and on their deathbed they repent and they uh, come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior, much like the thief on the cross, things of that nature. He goes and he says, look, the goal isn't to get to heaven by the skin of your teeth. You need to be a vessel of honor. You need to look at this in the in a great house, in the great house of God. And, and you would much rather be an ornament of great uh, decoration in a position of honor than you would the basement secondary toilet. That's what he's saying in the house of God. Now, yeah, you're still in the house of God, so that's good. But let's not get confused here. The goal is not to be in the toilet of God, God's house, but it is to go and to be a vessel of honor. You see, when it all comes down to it, we're we're going to stand before God and we're going to be judged at the Bema seat if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. And what's going to happen is that we're going to put out our good works. Our good works are going to come out. And they're going to, or not just our good works, but all of our works in our life. And there will be some that are wood, hay, straw, stubble, things of, of nature that burns. And then there are going to be those that are of precious gold, of metals and great things like that. And the, the judgment fire of God is going to come down and it is going to consume all of those works that were bad and it's going to purify those works that are good. And it is going to consume and take away what is bad. And then what we have left is what we are going to give God glory with. So what does that mean? It means those who don't have much to give at the Bema seat, at the judgment seat for believers. They're going to be saved as yet through fire, but not going to have much to give. They're not going to have much to give. And that means they're going to be left with shame. See, there's going to be some shame that's there on that judgment day. And the Apostle Paul is coming and saying, look, this is the seal of God. This is your part. Let everyone 
who names the name of Christ, depart from iniquity, run to righteousness, run away from iniquity. Be a vessel of honor. That's what I want to leave you with today. Be a vessel of honor. Don't just strive to be an average Christian or a Christian who just barely gets into heaven. Strive to be the best Christian that you can possibly be. Strive to follow God. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and have good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Can you feel it? The song that is rising, then you can't help Trusting in faith, even now while you wait, lift up a victory shout. Though you may not yet see it, you can believe it, the work is already begun.